stay here and keep out of trouble. Welcome to the Brick City Blockade Podcast. There's the blockade. Join Robin Vogt and Sean Michaud. The ability to destroy a planet is insignificant next to the power of the Force. As they break down that galaxy far, far away. It's like a barbershop sextet at this point. <laughs> test, test, test. <laughs> Come <laughs> test with me. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the Revenge of the Sixth here live from Krypton Comics. We're live over on Facebook for all of you watching live over there. Welcome to Krypton Comics. Once again, it's nice being back here. Joe, Andrew, all the way back from Florida. Another one of our members also all the way back from good old Disney. We're here celebrating Star Wars. And boy, do we have a discussion we have on the panel today. Who's this guy sitting right next to me? Sean here. Here at Free Comic Book Day also. Come, come down to Krypton. Get your free comic, and we're here for Revenge of the Sixth. Yeah, and we're right. happy to see all you guys here. So Awesome. Now to my left here as we move along down. James Brown, formerly of uh, Dunkin' Donuts in Exeter, now of Hampton Inn and Suites in uh, Exeter. Um, come on plug down time. to Plug Seriously, seriously. Yeah, no, not plug time yet. Just not there anymore. June? <laughs> and off to his left, it's beautiful to see him back. Oh, yeah. The, the beard's, beard's, beard's back. The beard's back. The beard's back. Uh, Chris Letty, Vintage Viewport. Brian Fontaine, Jedi Scavenger. Awesome. It's so great having everybody on the panel today here for free comic book day kids day here in exeter as well so the kids get to have fun locally and revenge of the six now guys the best part about star wars you know we were talking about ahead of time you know of course we're celebrating the 40th anniversary of star wars and i think this is the first time us all sitting down kind of reflecting on 40 years of star wars and i know for the collectors here 40 years of star wars means 40 years of collecting yeah. and uh <laughs> Boy, what a time for collecting. Now, I know with the 40th anniversary stuff, it's kind of been out there. It's been here and there from what we've heard. Um, maybe just, you know, obviously this is Revenge of the Six. We've just come off of May the 4th Be With You. Do you guys have any insight for collectors out there right now who are trying to look for May the 4th stuff or maybe just some background? Yeah, it's it's really tough out there right now. A lot of, uh, a lot of retailers, I think, are, are failing. I, I think in the collecting community, I think Hasbro is getting a pretty bad name right now for their distribution. Myself, I look... I lay blame to the big box stores, uh, Toys R Us, Target, Walmart. Um, they don't have collectors in mind. And I was just at Walt Disney World this past week. They had shelves and shelves and shelves of Jen Erso and Cassian and or Black Series <laughs> figures not moving. And right. it's it's just it's it's horrible because if those don't sell, then the new stuff's not going to go out. And Chris, I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, you've maybe done a lot more toy runs than mm -hmm. I have lately. <laughs> I have not seen any 40th anniversary stuff hardly at all. I've seen it like here and there. I think at Disney World, in one store, I saw one Luke Skywalker, one Obi Wan Kenobi. That was it. Maybe some of the the display stands right. that have Darth Vader yeah. in it. It's it's so hard, and this is the time that people that if you want to reflect on 40 years of Star Wars, you want to if you were looking for that stuff. You gotta go the online route at this point. Yeah, unfortunately, that's uh, kind of the way it goes with uh, the latest releases. I've seen mostly at Target. I've seen the 40th anniversary six-inch, but it's every one. It's Leia, Kenobi, and um, who's the other easy one to get? I've seen a couple Han Solos, but um, and Luke too. There's not. There hasn't been that much. Walmart's 
the shelves are empty for the three and three quarter inch um, and they're loaded with all the Cassian Andors and Jin Ersos mm -hmm. for the six series um, six inch black series um, so unfortunately like Brian said if those aren't moving off the shelves retailers aren't going to restock and then we kind of miss the latest and greatest stuff um, I think the online retailers have you know they've put up the uh, pre-sales for like wave four three and three quarter inch and uh, that's pretty much the only place you can get that. And uh, unfortunately, you know, unless you get on it right away, they're go you know, the uh, a lot of the collectors will pick up those really quick, so you kind of lose out. And that's something I've noticed uh, when it specifically comes to Star Wars collecting. Sean and I have discussed this privately before, before recording a couple of our last episodes. But it seems like with Star Wars collecting, as we're of course right here at the 40th anniversary, and I guess just Star Wars collecting overall, watching what Vintage Viewport and Jedi Scavenger is doing, it seems like there is such an approach to when these collectibles come out, you have to jump on them or else you're going to miss your opportunity. Now, I know there's some exceptions now when it comes to Grand Admiral Thrawn, the Funko Pops. It yep. seems like they're starting to get out there now after what seemed to be such an exclusive marketing for that character. But just from you, your point of view in the collecting side, is it something where collectors now do have to jump on these opportunities right away or they miss out on it? Or is there some time where they can kind of go back online and say, can I get these once they hit the market again or maybe somebody else has one available i think it all kind of comes down to knowing the market and it's kind of like you know not to bring into economics or anything and supply and demand and this stuff but initially when those things do hit the market robin they are scarce the prices get jacked up there are there are people that you know i hate the term scalpers and chris you know we've talked we've talked about this before that if you go and buy everything up and then you then control the market and then you have to get these collectibles in the secondhand market. I think that's where a lot of people are getting frustrated with the collecting mm -hmm. community. And I think there's enough good people out there that are trying to help each other out. We, we've talked right. about it at length before with different Facebook groups. We have our own little local collecting group that we have that we know, hey, I'm on the lookout for this. If you guys spot it, let me know. There's more of that. I wish that was more commonplace than it would be to have to go to eBay to have to you know pay the yeah. pay the premium because it's usually the things that are like the store exclusives or celebration exclusives are the things that general fans don't have the same opportunity that everybody else does and if you go and there, there's websites out there like uh, fperkins.com there's a mm -hmm. guy Frank Perkins that runs a, a black series group he tracks eBay listings there's um, Funko Pop price guide or I've probably butchered that but that has a good way you can go on and just quickly check hey what's the going rate right. for this at that, that point really so you know and again it looks at you know recent sold prices and you can kind of say is this a good deal or not and you know it, it it's tough i mean i had i know what i know now probably about a year ago i don't know if i'd be into collecting as much as i am now and it i think and you hear a lot of the other star wars collecting focused websites out there like toy run i think the whole mantra of the, the toy run might actually be kind of going out the window a little mm -hmm. bit because you throw in the the you, the opportunity cost of time spent you you talk about gas and you know yeah. obviously what gas and fuel prices are what they are you can't just drive around looking from store to store to see if so you're gonna get a lot of people it. are greedy i think that's oh, yeah. the thing and too it's, sean it's, 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 it sucks because everyone can't have everything no and people are so picky what they want and it's like oh i want this first it's, it's like black friday basically for star wars fans I can, and it's, it sucks yeah. sometimes well i mean 
a lot of groups thought that with the 40th anniversary, this dropping of all these different products, they were kind of excited that they could do toy runs. Mm -hmm. And it hasn't amounted to much because um, those initial uh, shipments that get dropped off, as soon as they hit the shelves, got, people would come in and just buy everything, you know, buy right. everything. And then, you know, they would be waiting there for them to unload mm -hmm. um, the boxes. And you, you hear a word of it and you're like, oh man, my Target's got, you know, I got to go check my Target. And you go in there and you ask an employee, they're like, oh, somebody came in and bought everything. And right. like I went to GameStop the day that uh, the Black Series um, R5-D4 mm -hmm. um, exclusive dropped and I found I, I luckily found one but then every other I was trying to look for the Luke Jedi Funko Pop and they said mm. that there was lines at every single GameStop at 9 o'clock in the morning waiting yeah. to fight for two of them and each store got two of them yeah, yeah. and um, but then on that R5-D4 subject I just saw in one of the groups a guy literally had like at least 30 of them I saw the same picture that was crazy and I'm like and like, so, what about the other people? They need, they want it, not right. not just for you. I know. And then I understand, like he wants to make some money, but right. even still, it's unfortunate that you know the people can't just go to their GameStop and and buy it for retail instead of having to pay, you know, a fifteen percent increase and yeah. then have to pay for shipping. So it's just frustrating for collectors, that, that, you know, that aren't like, looking it's to just resell. Just like scalping them for like baseball yeah. games that. Oh yeah. And it, it, you don't want to pay for like a $80 ticket that's like way in the back mm -hmm. like nosebleed section yep exactly way to bring the uh, way to bring the podcast down I know let's bring it back up well yeah. you, you know and it's it's really important though as we do reflect on 40 years of Star Wars that you know not everything has to be perfect, has to be perfect. Yeah. There are going to be our flaws along the way, once again being reintroduced to this universe so many years later. There, there's going to be time when we can reflect on this and say, you know what, they're doing so much positive in these areas. Mm -hmm. These are the negatives that they still have to work on so that we can get them into the positives. And that's the whole point of, of a discussion is to have us talk about that. And that's what we like to do here on the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network is to focus on maybe some of those negatives but bring them back into a positive light yeah, that find this a is way what fans that we want. can try to you know yeah bring it in that direction get it in the positive take the negative bring it to a positive yeah because um, in in every part of life there's positives and negatives so and that's how it is in the star wars community unfortunately but um yeah i mean we're trying to do our part you know it's, <laughs> it's a, <right>. tough world <laughs> i know i know we're not gonna bring Real world. Uh, no, no, absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. That's not what we yeah. do here. We always try to keep it positive. We always try to keep it in that area for you, the fans, so that you can share your thoughts across Twitter on BrickCityBlockade.com. That is our message here. Now, one of the things we like to do here on the podcast network, and we like to do it all the time, is talk about specifically theories. And in a recent, recent huh? news article from EW. Okay. There was, there was a discussion and some insight specifically when it came to the, a discussion between J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson when it came to the ending of The Force Awakens. And I'm not going to say too much about it because I want the discussion to move with what our understanding of this article is. But from the sounds of it, and I'm going to throw it right over to you, Sean, to mm -hmm. start this off, it sounds like J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson had a nice little powwow at the end just to say, this is kind of where we want to move this story heading forward and maybe just a different direction in terms of maybe some people that they moved around. What do you think? I mean, it, it's always have a, a good idea. Excuse me, sorry. 
Someone's coming through. <laughs> Let me start that again. I think it's interesting to have different uh, storylines to come in to help the story a little better. And Ryan Johnson and can't think of his name. Yeah. Um, JJ. Yeah, JJ. <laughs> I can't think of his name for some reason, but yeah. Uh, it, it's good to have, to have a discussion to to make things have a better, clearer concept for them, for fans, for the ending, I guess, if you want to say. Mm. Yeah. James, what are, you, what are you thinking when it comes to this recent news article from EW, what Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams might have discussed? Admittedly, I have yet to read the article. Um, the one when, when I heard of it is as I saw what you guys posted on the uh, blockade network uh, I have not been on the interwebs because of the new job lately um, but from what you guys are saying and from what the uh, the gist of the article sounds um, I would like to think that uh, mr. Johnson and mr. Abrams sat down and had a little discussion about exactly where they would like to move forward with the series um, not only based upon what their vision is for it or what George Lucas's version uh, vision for it was um, but what the fans are hoping to see and with the the recent extension of Star Wars through 2030 um, I, I do think that they did have to consider much more heavily exactly where they're going to intersect different storylines without breaking the canon that they've already attempted to establish. Right. James, what, what do you... What, or, uh, Chris, sorry. It just talk, just talk to James. James, you want um, to go again? <laughs> sure. Let's, uh, <laughs> no, it is, it's the beard. It's the beard. <laughs> no, it's the beard. Yeah, yeah no, I'm kidding. But, um, Chris, what do, you, what do you think here? Because obviously when it comes to directors sitting down, it seems like this happens all the time when it comes to movies. One talks with the next about mm -hmm. what has happened. Yeah, I think when you've got a... Uh, trilogy or a series of movies when you change directors from one story from one you know uh, episode to the next or whatever maybe it's I think it's important for them to discuss direction what was JJ's what w if he was doing it like what was his trajectory with the story then Ryan you know has his theories and then they maybe they like intersected use bits and pieces of um, each one of their ideas put it together I as well did not read the story so <laughs> thanks Robin for that um, no I'm just kidding um, I think uh, you know I think it's important because you want to keep continuity and you want to make the story um, you want it to have make, make it sen make sense in the Star Wars universe because there's a you know Star Wars kind of um, you know Star Wars has its own kind of way to tell a story I, I just think it's important you know because you don't want a you know Ryan Johnson to come in and just go off on his own you know his own direction i know that the story group and kathleen kennedy and disney and everything wouldn't let him essentially you know do all, go off and do that but you know it's important for everybody to um voice their opinion get everything to you know work together right it's so, that mesh brian that right. kind of keeps this universe going yeah and i think it's important too because I think the, the important thing that I think people get up in arms, and I know that you and Scott talk about it quite often. Scott, wish you were here, buddy. Um, <laughs> True. Is the story group isn't making the stories. They're making sure that everything is has continuity. And I think the thing is, we have to always remind ourselves as Star Wars fans, is the films are at the top of the pyramid. I mean, that's what drives everything else off of. And, and I hate to say it's like using the scraps after that from like, you know, the comic books to the novels and stuff. But I think it's also important to know too, like, 
they, there's no oh, yeah. set story of what Star Wars is. They might have some ideas and stuff that they want to talk about for the next, you know, 15 years or whatever it is. It's it's all. I think, I think honestly, I think Ryan Johnson is taking a little bit of what J.J. Abrams is, and I think he's gonna blow it up. I think, and I think that's kind of the. You know, we've talked about it before. I know James been talking about like some of Ryan's other movies, like Looper and a lot of those yeah. other things. I'm excited to see what he could do because I think Robin, you even talked about it on a recent uh, podcast with uh, you know Avancon. I think J.J. Abrams gave us that launching point to reset everything, get us back to what's familiar, and now we can go change it all up. This is where we can kind of figure out what's going on, and and I think that's the that's the part that's exciting. So even continuity wise, these two creative minds getting together and saying hey make this one change and like we said read the article make your make your own opinions generate your own theories share share them on social media i think that's an important thing about uh you know star wars fans and the star wars community but i like that 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 willingness to work together to make something make sense and not everybody is you know, one thing too, I want to I want to add too is mm. just having the opportunity to be at uh, at Disney World this past week, and there's Star Wars all over the place, and I'd love to you know share that experience at some point. Probably not on this podcast, but they're at the at the launch bay, Star Wars launch bay at Hollywood Studios. There's actually a film that basically, and it was funny. I had my son watch it with me, and he goes, "Daddy, what's, what's Star Wars? What's it all about?" It's basically kind of like the making of, and it had. It was as recent as including Gareth Edwards and just talking about the love that these people have of making these these films and and I just lost my train of thought where I was gonna go with that. I feel like Sean here. Um, they all they all love Star Wars and they're they're trying to they're like the caretakers of it and I think Kathleen Kennedy even made the comment of just saying like those are the type of people that we want directing these films going forward and. They have the opportunity to, to tell their story, so I'm getting really long-winded here. Somebody no, save me, guys! <laughs> that's why you guys don't ever should let not let me talk. I no, just go you, and go. You bring up a really good point, Brian. And I think that we're again, again, you know, with with this being the 40th anniversary and reflecting on Star Wars as a whole, it's nice that Disney has kept it to the melting pot of creativity, mm -hmm. where you go from Crazy one director. Sword to a, another director and then we move on yet to Colin Trevorrow when we're talking about Star Wars Episode 9 you have similar minds with similar ideas but different perspectives on those ideas and you start bringing them into that discussion and you start bringing in those thoughts into this giant melting pot and you just start stirring it and you see where it goes I think with the latest trailer we kind of saw of course we say it here yeah there's not going to be everything from that trailer in the film, but it gives us a nice little taste about what the attitude and the direction that Ryan Johnson wants to, to bring this film into. And I think as theorists here on the podcast network, I think just everything that we've learned in this article and in our experiences over the past couple months has really set up quite the December when this film does come out. And we say it all the time, you guys have to go on, you have to read the, the article, Build voice your own, own opinion. Your, yeah, voice your own opinion. And then let us know what you think when it specifically comes to this. Now, if we are going to dig into theories, which I have to admit is probably the best part as we're moving around here, is... Yeah, right and here. over there. Over here. Both. Oh, you used to come through my drive through at Dunks. Yes. <laughs> My son works at the other dunks. I don't work there anymore. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> How's that? Wait a minute. 
That was, that was yeah. pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Theories. I like that. Yeah. You can cut that out. <laughs> 20, 20 minute mark. Yeah. Good, perfect. Perfect. Um, <laughs> I'm recognizing people, man. <laughs> Worse, they're recognizing me. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes. So, <coughs> specifically when it comes to Star Wars theories, and of course with The Last Jedi and everything, I think we really haven't had a chance all to sit down post-celebration, and we're not going to really get into Star Wars celebration specifically, but it's, it's kind of cool just having us all here, and I just want to throw this out there, is that with the trailer release, and... With all this access to information and everything when it comes to this upcoming film, I think we all have various different perspectives about how we're going to re-enter this universe. Once again, coming out of The Force Awakens. Obviously, with the recent news and everything, we know Ryan Johnson is going to have his own little twist on this. Sean, I'm going to throw it over to you with this question. With Star Wars The Last Jedi... Right. Are there any specific things in terms of maybe something that we've seen in the trailer, maybe in terms of Star Wars as a whole, that you would like to see reflected in this film? I know that, of course, you know, this is a very important time for Star Wars, yeah. of course, and we're talking about a December release, of course, again with this film. Is there something specific in this film that you're looking really forward to, or maybe even some theories that you have that we can just kind of throw around and see what everybody thinks well, about? Well, after them? I watched uh, The Last Jedi Theory... I was looking at the Force Awakens theory, and they're very similar. Like, if you compare them side to side, it's gonna be it's gonna be different. Still, even from the from the trailers, and the thing I'm very excited for is 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 Snoke, and I really want to know who Snoke is and what his character is like 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 up close instead of a hologram. Just to see him with Kylo Ren. And all that, I think that'd be really exciting to see. I hope they do very well. I hope Ryan Johnson does really well with the direction Snoke is going through. And that's one. And the other theory I'm actually really excited. I really like is, of course, Ray going to the dark side. I think that's the, that's one that, as a Sith, I really would like her to see her. Just don't go Anakin route. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Like real. But that's one of the theories I, mean, I it's, really it's like. It's Daisy Ridley. We don't want a full bodysuit. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> James, that's the perfect segue right into you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so leave Daisy that one Ridley, alone. right? <laughs> so Daisy Ridley. Um, admittedly, the, the 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 direction I'd really like to see uh, that I'm really most looking forward to see, uh, kind of expanded in here, is uh, Luke Skywalker, and the fact that you have Luke Skywalker as a very unusual Jedi where his only formal training was really, he had, I don't know, maybe a day or so on the Millennium Falcon with uh, Obi-Wan, and then he was on uh, on Dagobah for a few days before he goes running off to Cloud City, getting, you know, running, doing flips to the jungle with Yoda on his back. And then uh, you had him there when Yoda died for another day, and somehow, in between Empire and Jedi, Luke begins to teach himself, and he begins to be one of the only self-taught and I put quotes around this, Jedi, since pre-Old Republic, um, since the founders of the Jedi Order, since the Sith Wars. And I would really like to see how, with that little cryptic message, it's time for the Jedi to end, is that it's time for the Jedi to end in the traditional sense, 
and it's time to bring them back as a new entity as something that we haven't seen yet mm. or is it time for the Jedi to actually end and just have force sensitive individuals able to pick their own path and not just have this dichotomous you must be good or you must be evil that they've been thrown into and it was uh, it was talked about at the beginning um, before we started doing the stream that uh, oh golly my train of thought now <laughs> it was talked about uh, before the beginning of the stream that um, oh my there's so much going on around here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, was it about oh, the Sith? No, it was about the Jedi? Sith, the Jedi, and... Uh, go, go, go! And it was in my head. Are talking about it? Remember? It was in my head, and I lost it. Um, oh, yes. It's, it's going to be interesting. I believe it was one of you two who said something about... The Jedi have lost their way yeah. over over the yeah that was you basically. Over, over the millennium. <clears throat> so yeah. basically, from the beginning of what the Jedi Order originally was when it was first conceived and created, yeah. versus what it became at the time of the Clone Wars, was that some sort, for lack of a better term, perversion of the original ideals of the Jedi, or is that what they were always meant to be? And maybe Luke Skywalker in his travels, and I'm going to shut up after this, I promise. <laughs> maybe Luke Skywalker in his travels and in his own studying has managed to figure out what the Jedi were supposed to be. So maybe he's saying it is time for the Jedi to be reborn is what they were supposed to originally be. Sorry, go. <laughs> no, I think in jumping off of that one point there too, I think it was a YouTube video that somebody had put out that um, it, it basically went out to say like even recent events in the Star Wars universe are ancient because they don't write things down. They're not even, you don't ever see anybody write anything. It's all technology and if technology comes and goes... <coughs> Then even if in the trailer, I know Robin, you've talked about this before too. If those are original like Jedi Order books, can anybody even read them? Are they in a language that somebody can read? And you know that that original like taking it back to the old Republic is even people, you know, from Master to, to Padawan and, and just that that lineage that everybody passes information on. Is the Jedi Order at the end of Revenge of the Sith the same as what originally was conceived? I don't think so. No, in any no, way. Not and I and I think in its in t my theory about this is we we know that Luke started a new academy. He had students. One of them was obviously his nephew, and we know that that ultimately didn't end well. We don't know exactly what happened. I think it's from the time period of I think his exile. Obviously, is only since that. Event. And maybe it's five to six galactic years, give or take. So I don't think he's been on his own for these 30 years. Right. Is what did he find on Octu that changed his mind? Because obviously, I think he just basically tried to recreate the Jedi Order. And if he was talking to, to Yoda, to Obi-Wan, to his father through Force Ghosts, and, and that's what they knew about, then maybe he has ultimately decided... You know, James, that this is what it's supposed to be, and there always is going to be that. You know, we even even Pablo Hidalgo has, Hidalgo has doesn't like the term great Jedi. Right. Maybe that isn't the term we're looking for, but it's maybe it's okay to be like in that that middle ground. Well, like James was saying, maybe there's just going to be force sensitive individuals. There's no. You know, set lines between what a Jedi. And yeah, because what a, the Jedi, right? I know Ezra, and you know, even Kanan to an extent. You know, he was never officially a Jedi Knight, though he trained on. You know, 
under a Jedi master, but he was a young young kid when he when he lost his master. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I don't think there's going to be these these strict lines that they're going to follow anymore. Uh, there's definitely going to be some new iteration of you know force users um, coming together collectively. Um, you know, it's not, I mean, it's not really a theory. I'm just going off of these guys. But as far as kind of what I'm looking for to the last Jedi, I don't have too many like actual theories. But like, I'm I'm really curious to see if they're gonna do any sort of time jumps or flashbacks or force backs or whatever. You know, if if uh, Luke is gonna be discussing with Ray, you know, the events that he went through, if they're gonna be showing. Those events, right? Um, Ooh, that's cool. Like I'm, I would really like that, you know, because we don't really, you know, other than Force Awakens, we don't really know what that was that Ray, you know, ha- had happened to her, uh, in you know Maz's uh, basement there. So uh, we're still waiting for that story, Maz. I know, I know. There's also things being thrown around or thrown around like Ray Skywalker, Ray Solo, and even Ray Palpatine. So I'm kind of interested to see like how she got into the right. situation that she's yeah. in. I know, because I mean, you've got every theory out there. What about medical? Well, well, was she a virgin of the Force? You know, who knows what what she was, or what she is, and, and the proverbial Force Messiah, right? If you will. Yeah, and and how did she get on Jakku? Was it Luke? Was it you know somebody else? Was it you know it could be anybody? And and why did she go to Uncar Plut? And you know, I mean, yeah. I've seen even one theory too that actually went on to say that um, they had broken it down to say that maybe Ray's parents were actually in the Force Awakens, but were potentially two students of of Luke's, and they had obviously a, a you know a child, and that ended up being Ray, and that's mm-hmm. where the yeah. connection is. Is maybe she's the daughter of some of his former pupils or something like that? I mean, there, there's you can go in Every single direction. So, Brian, do you think they might be in hiding or something like that? And they're like, you know, after when the Jedi disappeared, do you think maybe they might be in hiding? I'm actually, I may be believing this because it's actually, it sounds really interesting now that I heard this. That would be very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. If they were still alive. Yeah, if they're still alive and they're in hiding and Luke knows and he's going to train her. I mean, what if her parents are working with Kylo Ren? That could be a little, yeah. <laughs> Captain Phasma. She's going to be Ray Phasma. <laughs> <laughs> I have not heard that one. I, I, that I've was actually, off the top of my head. Oh, I've actually heard that oh, one before. Yeah. Actually, yeah, before the movie had even come out, they actually thought that that was potentially... Oh, that would actually be kind of cool. I mean, you end up with Daisy Ridley having Gwendolyn Christie as a mother. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. I guess her and that... Uh, the age difference yeah. matches up, but it, it still works. Well, I mean... You'd, you'd be surprised. <laughs> Robin, you've been awfully quiet lately. Oh my God! You're, you're itching to say there. something, literally. Listen. See, the thing is, is this is un- totally beard. unfair. You get to, we get to all like empty the tank, basically. You got to sit there and be like, "All right, I'm well, like, I ask this set. question. Can Brian I answer it now?" Is full of, you know what? James said some good stuff. Chris said some good stuff. Brian, that Brian guy doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Just drop, drop the mic right now. Yeah, Robin. you can do no, it. Listen, 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 listen. For you Brick City Blockade listeners, Brian is like a brother to me at this point, okay? All right. Very, I'm not, old, very old brother. <laughs> very older brother, exactly. Um, I love some of these points here. I love the focus on the Force but because... But they all suck. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You know me. You know me. You know me too well. The focus on the Force is wonderful. I think that that is the direction we're moving in. And I think one of the best... The best... I guess you could say teases at that 
was Rogue One. Yeah. Rogue One was the best tease because we had Chirrut Imwe. Yeah. Who was not? Of course, they joked about it in there. He's like, "Oh, is he a Jedi? Only a believer." You know, yeah. Yeah. that's mm-hmm. what he represents. He represents the Force, and I think we may see more of that play out as we go forward. Maybe this is what Luke had t- is talking about. Mm-hmm. That maybe people like the Guardians of the Wills are the true nature of the Force. There are the Jedi, and there are the Guardians of the Wills. There are two different sides, and we also see that with Lor Senteca. Mm-hmm. in The Force Awakens. He is a member of the Church of the Force. Maybe we see that move forward. And that's really my theory in every way possible is that it may not be race heritage. It may not be where Kylo Ren's path is going forward. It may not be necessarily who Snoke is. It may be which way we are going to continue from Episode 8 to Episode 9 with The Force and maybe even possibly with some of these spin-off films that Disney has planned with Lucasfilm going forward that we will move away from the Jedi focus and that we're going to say, you know what? The Force, as the prequels did beautifully, the Force accompanies everybody within it. Everybody is surrounded by the Force. It binds us. It brings us together. Very similar to how we are in the podcast network. The Force binds us. It brings us together to have these conversations. <laughs> that was corny. I'm very sorry. But I, I, I had a it did the job. Down my corny is better than I was feeling the emotion. <laughs> but just to wrap up that point... Our midichlorians are sinking. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, man. This is where, li- like this is where Liberty dies. <laughs> That's right. This is where Liberty dies. If I am, then my mom wasn't telling me something. <laughs> or, or my dad. <laughs> and there it goes. Gundy, I am your father. But the force is going to be so important heading forward. I think of everything that's out there heading into episode eight. Um, I think... The Ray theory is very important as well. Obviously, Daisy Ridley keeps teasing us. She says, I don't know what you guys are talking about. I think we teased my parents pretty well throughout Force Awakens. I think fans are still going back probably for the 25th, 30th time and saying, where did this come from? Like, is Unker Plutt her father or something? Like, where, where, <laughs> Uncle Unker? Like, I, I, I don't know that's where a, that's a it could possibly be. That's I a great even t-shirt. Liked it, I, I, Robin, even, I even liked it how she teased Chris Pratt uh, all the time on Facebook. Oh, they're yeah. going like all around. They're going like, well, I'm in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 yeah. and you, you can tell me anything. Olaf had a reason for teasing her. Olaf had a reason for teasing Daisy Ridley in many ways. So I think there's a lot out there when it comes to theories and you guys who listen to the brick city blockade podcast network listen to all of our episodes subscribe on itunes you know what we're talking about when we're talking about theories and we want to hear what you guys think so please make sure head on over to brickcityblockade.com plenty more theory articles coming out i am sure in the near future and a lot more stuff here from the network when it comes to episode eight so we got some some news from the site this week robin what's Mm, going on with that well when it specifically comes to the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network, and I'm glad you bring this <coughs> up, Ryan, because we do have some really cool announcements here from the Podcast Network specifically. Sean, we're really, really excited to have Chrissy Emery, who has been a friend for, of ours for a very long went, time. Went to high school with us, and she's a, she works at GameStop. She's such a huge gamer, and she's going to cover the gaming part of, of our podcast for Star Wars, especially coming, uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 coming up in the fall, and that's when she's going to start, so it's, we're happy to have her on, on and yeah, so see, wait, wait to see what she's going to bring for us. So once September, October, and November roll around, we're going to have her 
on specifically special episodes of Talking Far, Far Away on the home show. Talking Far, Far Away? Yeah, I know. We, we'll get to that. I'm just teasing. Far, Far Away. But we're going to have her on there. We're going to be talking about Battlefront 2. I know Scott is a big gamer when it comes to Star Wars, so I'm sure him and Chrissy are going to have a nice discussion when it comes to certain aspects of the campaign mode, obviously, um, different parts of the gaming network um, when it comes to Star Wars that right. is going to be out there. Another great announcement, which I am so, so excited about, of course, is our Talkin' Far, Far Away. We're moving from Talkin' Star Wars to Talkin' Far, Far Away with Scott Inch, myself, and <coughs> as we move forward here, closer to episode eight, a rotating cast of people. Obviously, you guys who are listening out there, we've had special guests on coming up, Amy Wishman Nalen. We've had uh, Jeff Cagle uh, on as well. We've had a lot of different special guests on, so as we move forward with that show, talking far, far away, we're going to have a lot more special guests coming on soon to be announced. Some more special guests that I don't think you guys are going to be used to just yet, but wait until you hear these <laughs> yeah. names. Um, and finally, the other one, which I think I would love to hear everybody's uh, perspective on this one, and it was kind of a, a brainchild of mine when I thought about it after a while somebody who's been watching YouTube videos and YouTube news networks for so long. I said, you know what? Here at the Podcast Network, we need to have something in demand as the summer comes around and we get more information, and it's got to get to the fans quickly. And Sean, it's called Make the Jump mm -hmm. from the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network. Really exciting. Yeah, it's going to be a great, like, a short, five, like, five, like five minutes at most of news, news when it comes out, and I'm very excited. I love the name. <laughs> Jumping right into the hyperspace. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Make the Jump is specifically going to be quick headlines with a nice humorous tone. I'm sure Mr. James Brown is going to have some fun with that as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be Star Wars news with a humorous tone in a very short amount of time so you guys can get your news quick. And I'm just really excited that we're going to have such a great rotating cast of people. You'll hear me sometimes. You'll hear James. You may hear Chris. You may hear Brian. You may hear Sean, of course. And we're just going to break down the news for you once the summer comes around. So when it comes specifically to Star Wars news and when it comes to Make the Jump, it'll be great because, of course, we have Jedi Scavenger and we have Vintage Viewport, Brian and Chris. It'll be awesome to have that little bit of collector's news also just to have a nice little quick taste of that in Make the Jump as we move forward. Absolutely. Yeah. Anything that's coming out, anything we got wind of, uh, you know, stuff coming down the pipeline, definitely drop it on that try to get everybody uh, ready for all the new stuff coming out. I mean, they're literally, I mean, there's, <clears throat> obviously we have a collecting aspect to BrickCityBlockade.com. There's specific sites out there that just do collecting stuff. And you can go an entire day and you, there could be a bunch of stuff that, that drops that you're going to just miss, even if you're on social media and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So, yeah, it is important. Um, you know, Chris and I talk about it often. The, the social networking aspect of collecting is of the utmost <coughs> importance. Um, even stuff like Hasbro Toy Shop within the last week or two, just on a random day of the week from 2 to 2.20, made their Luke Skywalker X-Wing pilots available, and they, they instantly sold out. But the thing is, is it's somebody catches wind of it, and rather than going in and buying all of them, they say, hey, it's out there if you want to go out and grab it. There's still some available. And then it's up to that person that, yes, they're buying it online, it's on in a, in a brick-and-mortar store, but they still have that opportunity buy it at retail like Chris had said and you don't have to have that uptick but then there's also the time too like as a collector one thing I've learned that sometimes when those are available they go quick and I may make an assumption that somebody in the group 
even though they haven't told me they want it, I might grab an extra one just for them, just in case, just because. And then, you know, I'm going to give it to them at, at cost because they know it's something that they're looking for. They just might not have been available at that time. So I think yeah. that's important, too. Yeah, I mean, the uh, sometimes these drops, these sales, you got to be on social media, Twitter, you know, um, Facebook, you know, whatever it may be, or have, um, you know, that specific uh, outlets app unless you have those you won't you won't know about it and then somebody will post oh it's a bit you know it was available today online and you know people are like i don't have i never heard about it so it's really important to uh to <laughs> let everybody know you know focus <laughs> we're all yes, I'm like, I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, I think you're looking at the camera. James, no, I not the camera. Pass the camera. Something and I'm like, what are you, what, what are you so doing? Good. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, breathe. Oh, well, just breathe. There is more beyond this well sphere of existence, yeah. gentlemen. <laughs> I can see clearly. <laughs> but again, it's just going to be great because, like you said, Chris and Brian. You know, if we do catch wind of these things, Make the Jump is going to be a place where we can come out and say, listen, guys, you got to jump on this opportunity. Whether it's news, whether it's collecting, anything else, this is your chance if you want to get it. That's the time to do it. And to be able to have that access for fans, fans of the Brick City Blockade uh, podcast network and, <coughs> and of Star Wars to also just have that on demand once the summer comes around and everything, just to let them know what's going on. Mm -hmm. You know, it, and it, the best part is, is it's so quick. Every time you can create a quick piece of information for somebody, it's easily, they can jump on it easy and they can get where they need to go. And that's what and we you, like to do. You guys don't have to wait like a week or so. Right. It could be like three times a week, basically. Yeah. Like, Based on how much news we yeah, get. Which it just depends on the. Yeah. yeah. And one thing I've tried to do too is make sure you like the, the page on Facebook because I'll, not only will I post a, a link there, but if another collecting site has already written an article, I might just share it and mm -hmm. direct you to them. I mean, obviously, we're just one site out there, exactly. one network. There's so many other great, you know, podcasts out there, networks, web pages, anything out there. If we think something's going to be beneficial to you as a Star Wars fan, we're gonna we're gonna share it, regardless if we wrote it or produced it or not. It's the shared universe aspect. It's where podcasts <coughs> share with podcasts. It's the positive mindset. It's continuing to expand on the Star Wars news as it comes in demand and being able to share that with you, the Star Wars fans. We are so excited for all these upcoming projects here at the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network, and we're so excited to have the full panel here to have you, to have us talk to you about everything happening here. Most of the pa panel. Most we were, of the panel. We were, everyone was there. Yeah. That's going to be coming up very soon. Scott's Great American Vacation. I would not... Hashtag. I, I have to. I forgot the hashtag. I'm very sorry. Coming to America. That's right. Coming to America too. I had to throw Actually, it in there. to America 3 because I think they're making it coming to America <laughs> no, no. Oh my God. Yeah. Are they really? Yeah. Oh my God. I had to throw that in there for Scott because I had talked to him previously. I said I got to say it on this for you. <laughs> so guys, I'm thinking we've got to that part of the show here. Um, I, I don't know what... Do we specifically call this thing? It's usually Jin. a little thing called Jin. Jin. We're gonna do this it the here. Time of the show. We're gonna do it here. Here, Krypton. Right now. Right now. It's a little thing we call blood time. Blood, blood time. That's right. Let's start over here, Mr. Sean Michaud. Where can the good people find you across social media? You can find me on Twitter at Sean Michaud One. Follow me on Instagram Zone Twenty Four Thirty Four. Follow my music on Bandcamp Zone Z, and follow follow my music on SoundCloud as well. Find me on Facebook. 
and check out everyone else here once you hear the plugs. That's right. This is James Brown. Where can the good people find you on social you media? You can find me on Facebook at that radio voice 1989 at gmail.com. It's the easiest way to search me. You can also find me on YouTube at Bub Speaks. You can check out my music, my opinions on very uh, specific things. Pretty much uh, Backwoods New Hampshire Rednecks uh, <laughs> opinion on stuff. It's not very interesting, but it's, uh, it's a good chuckle. And uh, you can find me at the Hampton Inn and Suites in Exeter now. Not Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Sadly. Sadly, very. Oh, Chris, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me, Christopher James Luddy, on Facebook and on Twitter and Instagram at Vintage Viewport. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jedi Scavenger SW and BrickCityBlockade.com. Can't give enough plugs for that. I'm going to get more people in. It's uh, slowly getting found by the Google machine. So that's, uh, that's, that's a right. Thing. Like Brian the said. great and powerful Google. <laughs> As Brian said, make sure to head on over to BrickCityBlockade.com. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes to the Brick City Blockade Star Wars Podcast Network. You guys can follow me over on Twitter at MrVoteTweets. Make sure to follow me over on Instagram at the official vote. Make sure, again, I'm going to keep saying it. Go over to BrickCityBlockade.com. Check out everything happening in a galaxy far, far away. I got one last thing I want to show to everybody. I had Brick City Blockade oh, patches oh, buddy. Oh. for the whole group Mike and job. for us to pass out. Are those iron-ons? Yeah. Nice. That is awesome. So, Check that, that was your mic drop of the night. Yeah, yeah. That's like the mic drop of the month. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I'll pass them out to everybody awesome. afterwards. Awesome. We get a whole whole bag of them. So, that about that. That's going on my jacket tonight. That's going on my Jedi costume for. Uh, right my here. contributions have been light in the last month, so I thought I'd. Uh, contribute uh, something about this, being so. a new dad or something. Yeah, yeah you know, just, you know this thing is called so. kids. Kids. Yeah. <laughs> so. Those will be available to fans at our. Yeah, our upcoming events. We're we'll limited to, quantities uh, now. Rob will have to get a picture of this on the website for people that are obviously listening to audio only. But yeah, that's that is an awesome, awesome patch. Here, and I'll see if you guys can see it. It'll be backwards. <laughs> <laughs> so for the mic drop from Mr. Christopher James Letty, this is the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network. Thank you guys for listening. As as we always say here, may the force be with you. Always. always. <laughs> I'm horrible with cues. <laughs>